Luthanrail is the worst character in Star Wars. <laughs> May the Force. Force. The Force. 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 The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Each week we dive deep into two topics from the galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, and as always, I'm joined by Sydney Laurel. How are you doing? I'm good. In this episode, we'll be talking about how Luthen is the worst character in Star Wars. This will make sense later on in the episode. As well as what will Star Wars act like bring to Star Wars? Very excited because we have more details on the show that will be coming out next year. So, let's jump right in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. Star Wars Acolyte is a very exciting project because we have a lot of high-budget, big names attached to it, including yeah. uh, Carrie Ann Moss from The Matrix. Yeah. Lee Young-Ye, who is uh, from Squid Game. Uh, uh, Mandela Stenberg. Manny Jacinto. I'm excited for him. I really enjoyed him on uh, The Good Place. Yeah. Yeah. He's fun. I never really watched that show, so I didn't even know he was in it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Daphne Keen, Jody Turner Smith, Rebecca Henderson, Charlie Barnett, and Dean Charles Chapman uh, as the big announcement that we got last week on Star Wars Acolyte, which is really exciting. But we also got some behind the scene details and uh, what more uh, that the direction of this show is going to be going. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, this definitely seems like the kind of cast of like. Andor in terms of the quality of it. We'll have to wait and see. I doubt that they'll get to the level of Andor because I think Andor (laughs) is going to be the height of Star Wars for a long while. But this definitely seems a lot more like pushing the boundaries of what Star Wars is. Yeah, I would agree. I think they're definitely going to try and like Andor, like you said, push that. And we'll see. We'll, We'll see. I'm not keeping my hopes too high. But I'm very interested to see what they do with this cast, because that is yeah. a pretty high dollar cast, I would I would say. <laughs> Definitely like it's it's leaning more of the idea of like a, a, a movie kind of production, mm-hmm. which I think is always a good start when you go to a Star Wars thing. Uh, Star Wars, I think, definitely benefits from that higher budget stuff. And I think with like the rise of Netflix and the Netflix originals, HBO whatever used to like tv shows were the oh oh you went to tv shows you've really fallen off the bandwagon haven't you to now tv shows are the thing that you want to be a part of like movies are great franchises if you can get a franchise you're going to be set for life but the real fun is on the tv screen where you can go into like basically if you can get on a streaming tv show or something like that like everyone seems to be going that direction for sure yeah, this longer but yet shorter form content, like it, it's it seems to be working. So. Yeah. So, what is Star Wars Acolyte? You may be asking yourself if you if you haven't been keeping up to date, you may be like, "What the heck are you guys talking about?" Star Wars Acolyte. This is the detail, some new details that we got about it, and then we'll dive into some of our thoughts, our theories, and discussions on it, but. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they can ever anticipate. I have a lot of thoughts. I mean, that's a powerful, that's a powerful paragraph Uh there. (laughs) Uh-huh. First of all, 
uh, High Republic? Yes. Interesting. We talked a lot with like the the folks at Utini. Love everybody over at Utini. We had uh, Eric on the podcast to talk a bit about what Star Wars books you should be keeping an eye on. And a couple of those was the High Republic era. High Republic era is... In three phases. Yeah, so it's a three-phase project. It's this like it's the first like big project that Disney has done outside of anything that's already been there. It's not Knights of the Old Republic era. It's not the original trilogy, the sequel era, or the original trilogy or anything like that. It's its own separate era. It's set uh, 200 years before the events of The Phantom Menace. Uh, and then this one is set towards the end in the final days of the high republic and the high republic is this is kind of what they're going for this is the height of what the jedi were you have basically a lot of jedi this is basically their golden age and you have a ton of them they're beacons of hope and trust throughout the galaxy and you have a lot more perspectives than we've gotten before in terms of the stories that they're going to be and they try to do it like it's in comics it's in books mostly it's mostly on the literature side of things mm, yeah and now we're getting it in the tv Visual. show format yeah mm. i'm also curious to see like a cd thriller I mean, they had me at mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets. So it's it's really playing a contrast with me on thinking about like High Republic and shadowy secrets. Mm. I mean, yes, but also in the High Republic, like I just don't feel like like, yes, absolutely, that's there. But I think that's why they set it towards the end of it, right? Because obviously we have the like rise of like Palpatine. We have a lot of people are theorizing that this is going to be Darth Plagueis focused. Hmm. That Darth Plagueis could have a really big place because Darth Plagueis is here. Yeah. Uh, we also have like the Palpatine era is around this side. If they're going towards like more on the the later end of the High Republic, like these these strong. Sith people are definitely there in the shadows. Mm -hmm. Emerging dark side powers you could definitely call Plagueis and Palpatine. Um, So I would like to see that. I think this is Eschathon, who is a part of Uplink here. He has some strong thoughts about this. Mm. Um, And I I think there definitely has some merit here because we have historically when we when we hear about the dark side, especially in current canon, we have a lot of stuff in Legends, of, of course. Where they're extremely powerful, but in in canon we don't necessarily have any deep dives into the like dark side perspective. That's and true. I think a lot of people really want that, um, and he just really wants like a dark side focused story, specifically from their point of view. I think this is going to be the closest that we get for a while to mm. that. Yeah, because I think Disney, as we've seen in like the clearest example of this is the Star Wars Battlefront 2 campaign where we have Aiden Versio. The whole marketing campaign was C. See it from the dark side perspective. Yeah. See it from the Empire's perspective. And then like literally within the first hour and a half or something like that, she's converted Already, to the other yeah. side. Yeah. <laughs> this is wrong. Oh no, what have I done? <laughs> so we haven't really gotten that huge deep dive into what we want with mm-hmm. the dark side. And like you said, probably not for a while, but maybe this will get kind of close. Probably not. I wouldn't hold out for it, but... <laughs> I, th- I think there's a lot here that we can talk about. I, I think one 
that I really am excited about is it's a mystery thriller. Mm-hmm. So I, I think with like showing of Andor and how we can have this really deep character driven story that tells a really deep, like just deep emotional nuanced story. Mm-hmm. We can have Star Wars can be like the canvas that you paint on and you can basically say, I'm going to make a detective thriller romantic comedy. Yep. And it'd be in Star Wars. I think we're getting close to that point where we can have those kinds of experiences. Mm -hmm. I mean, they still need to be and feel like Star Wars. But I think as we get more into this new wave, especially with just the freaking grenade that Andor threw in the room, I think we can get some really cool stories into this now. I'll be really curious to see what a mystery thriller looks like in Star Wars. Yeah. like I mean, we kind of get notes of it in like Attack of the Clones. Right? Where you have like the mystery of who is Jango Fett and you've got Obi-Wan working in the background, like going into the archives and then you finding details about Sifo-Dyas and the Clone Wars and the Clone Troopers, like all of this stuff in the background. So we have maybe, we have a pretty clear yeah. it's a line. It's a reasonable step to make in Star Wars. I definitely. think so. It's pretty, pretty safe, but mm-hmm. we could definitely see that developed. They don't say anything about setting in terms of where it's going to be mm-hmm. but you know you know me <laughs> you know where i want this to be of course coruscant coruscant um, yeah of course i mean of it coruscant. Can't, honestly it can't not be there for some of it right it, it's dark and shadowy man the yeah. shadowy secrets you just described coruscant emerging dark side powers also coruscant and a padawan reuniting with their master which is also another thing to talk about. Yes. Very interesting that we would have a Padawan, an, like an, a former Padawan, mm-hmm. according to them, a reuniting. A former Padawan. That's, uh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. yeah. Former so Padawan. What, what, what's the story here? Like, mm-hmm. why did they, did they leave? Were they, Were they kicked discarded? Out? Were they like, what happened that they're not a Padawan anymore? Or is this the Padawan of, is the Jedi Master, Darth Plagueis? The wise. I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's. I think that's a really good point because I. I, We've also seen stories like this where Cal Kestis is. um, He was a former. He's a former Padawan. Yeah, but he doesn't get reunited with his master. No, he does not. But he did find a new one. Kind of. Kind of found that with like Seer, but maybe maybe not. It's definitely not the like clear carryover. Yeah, no, definitely not like this Mm -hmm. where it's like. I'm just, I don't, it somehow, maybe she's trying to get back into the academy. Yeah. No, I, I'm, what I, maybe it's a former Padawan in terms of Jedi Masters hunting down the secret gets lost, or she is the secret. Hmm. Like the Jedi Master is, is, was looking for this dark, sinister, secret person, place, thing, series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. Like, I could totally see them trying, like, the Jedi Master's like, okay, Padawan, stay here. I'm going to go over here and try to track this down. You're not quite prepared for this. Let's go with the other Jedi Masters. And ultimately, the Padawan does have to go out and try to find their master again. Uh, I don't think that. that not, no? It's not checking out that, for me. That's not checking out no. for you? Why, why not? Because it's a former Padawan. I mean, yeah. Former Padawan. Not Padawan who got left at home. Hmm. needs to go find their master former padawan does that does is anakin a former padawan because he's he's not a jedi knight <laughs> right or master? or master he is a jedi knight. A knight he is a yeah. jedi knight but he's not, not a he's just not yeah up there with is there like else. a little piece in between that like 
It's got to be several she's stuck layers. In, in like limbo. I, it sounds to me like she's just not anything. She's not being trained at all. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know how that that could be. Yeah, or if it's, or maybe it's just really fresh. Maybe the Padawan, formerly known as, <laughs> unless they were someone else's Padawan, like they, maybe they, she, maybe she got traded off to someone else, and then her former. Mm-hmm. Are, are you saying like? Are you saying Padawans are like Pokemon? Yeah, gotta catch them all. Yeah. <laughs> gotta trade them you know yeah let us know your theories on star wars acolyte we want to hear your thoughts because i think there's a lot there and i mean ahsoka is kind of like the clear Mm kind of carryover to a former padawan basically i think that's all that we can really pull from at least canon details of like hey she left as a padawan Mm -hmm. not necessarily a padawan but a former padawan (laughs) yeah yeah. Let, let us know your theories on that as well as where you think that Star Wars Acolyte will go. would love to hear your thoughts. There's a lot here, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited about it because they've got a, an excellent cast. They also have uh, the director and showrunner is Leslie Headland, who did Russian Doll, which is a very, like, a very well thought of uh, show, I think. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a lot there. They say this specifically in terms of what is the High Republic on this press release. The High Republic saw the Jedi Order at its prime, centuries prior to the events of Star Wars The Phantom Menace. They're definitely tying into it's prior to these events. The Jedi Order, we're probably going to see a lot of, I, I would say we'd see a lot of Coruscant if it's the Jedi Order. Yeah. We'll probably see Coruscant. Uh, we'll probably see other CD places as well if they're looking for dark crimes. But I think it... I think it'd be really cool if it was just set on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. So if they're if they're investigating a series of crimes, this could almost get very like seven like or like the Batman. Yeah, I could totally see it almost being like a Star Wars serial killer. That would be pretty that interesting. That would be to really see. interesting to see. Like, what like, does that yeah, look like? that's gotta be there. You know, yeah, calling cards and mysteries, secrets, puzzles. You know what? I bet. Who knows why she is not a Padawan anymore, but I bet somehow she gets wrapped up into these crimes or like somehow she's maybe she's accused and tangled with it. And then her master comes in. They're going to try to figure it out to make her innocent or something. Hmm. That could be it. That's a theory. That's a theory. I think there's a lot of exciting things going on with the Acolyte. There's some really fun details i really like the doors that andor is opened and i think there's a lot there that can can be told especially like mystery thriller you've got me there Mm -hmm. i am all about some mystery thrillers and i think it can get spooky without getting too like horror-esque yeah brainstorming ideas for this podcast you know we we dive deep into the star wars things and i had a, a very tantalizing detail and title idea oh why luthan rail is the worst character in star wars <laughs> why is he the worst character and i don't mean this in terms of like the worst written or the worst performed i mean just the worst character in terms of what they're doing yeah in terms of like their character <laughs> mm-hmm. and this all like this all came from the i, I think Rightfully so, the thing that a lot of people are talking about, which is Luthen's speech mm-hmm. in episode 10 of Andor. Episode 10, we see mostly like the, the prison break. And I, I need to rewatch it so I can see the Empire side because we do on this sub thread, which I really enjoy how Andor is doing this. You have like Andor is the main storyline and then you have these sub storylines with what the Rebellion's doing 
what like Mon Mothma is doing, and then you have what the Emperor Empire is doing, and we have this really cool like crossing of the worlds where we definitely theorize on this podcast that there was a mole in the in the ranks. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Luthen's speech? Because I think that was the the really interesting part about that episode in terms of outside of the just freaking heart <laughs> racing escape oh gosh luthan man he's a he's a little messed up but he knows it mm-hmm. and <laughs> that's what makes him so like intense as uh-huh. a character and why i was like man he's like the worst guy yeah it's like yeah he, he's what he's, the he's what the rebellion needs yes and the enemy that the empire needs so it can fail mm-hmm. but at the same time it's just like good gosh like, this dude is ruthless. Yeah. He is no hero. In a way... He does not want to be... No. But in a way, he's he's not a hero. He's exactly what they need, though. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> not the hero we deserve, but the, <laughs> the one we need. <laughs> we required. <laughs> ooh. Yeah, but... Because he's straight up saying, like, I had this vision. Uh, base, all of my friends are ghosts, and... Oh, my gosh, man. Mm-hmm. What the crap? Just straight up stabs the dude in the heart. It's like, we need more people like you because people like me, I need to be in check. Mm-hmm. The The stuff that he says in his speech is just so indicative of where the galaxy is right now. You have this deep, utter hatred for what the empire has become the fake democracy the power overreaches you have like these key things and you need this equal force on the rebellion side to push it even further and that's what luthan is Mm -hmm. i mean he is he's the guy that's going to press the button i I think it's so fascinating every time that they're like oh is that you and aldani he's like no that's not me Mm -hmm. it's not me fam uh yeah I mean, we all knew that this guy was playing a lot, like a a big game, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, uh, he's so seedy, like he's so, ah, and that's great because that's yeah. exactly what they need. He's the he's the part of the rebellion that no one wants to acknowledge, but mm-hmm. they all need. <laughs> yeah, like this is what has to be done for the empire to fail. Like the, this is the that's. There's no ifs and or buts. And or buts. Oh. <laughs> um, about this, because you have the almost like anarchist uh, and Saw Guerrero over here. You have the people that like Mon Mothma is is talking to that are, are really wanting to do this the right way, but are deepening their connections and also deepening their liabilities into the danger that they can get into. They have, and then you have Luthen who's like the worst of both of them like straight up is yep nope buddy it's time to it's time to go hard like straight up being like yep anton krieger who we still don't know anything about but we also deeply care about them now because luthan's just straight up betraying them yeah letting them die letting them die to make sure that luthan's spy in the empire is safe mm-hmm. talking to the hollywood reporter this is what uh, Gilroy, our savior in Star Wars, Tony Gilroy, has Surely. said. Luthen is a chess player, man. He's sacrificing a castle to protect his queen. So I don't think the Krieger story is over yet. Luthen is in a very tough spot, and his position over the next five years is only going to get more complicated. 
You're seeing the beginning of those issues in episode 10. It's also one of the major food groups that we'll be dealing with in the second season. Because how do you build this network? Earlier on, he says that he's been building it for 10 or 12 years, but all of a sudden with Aldani, they're going loud. All of a sudden, they're going to expose themselves, and in a classic political sense, he's an accelerationist. He believes in the fact that you have to make it hurt really bad in order to bring people to change. Once you make that announcement, once you do that, you're no longer in charge of the thing that you've put out there. So how do you juggle your paranoia? How do you maintain your secrecy? How do you go big and stay small and tight? How do you expand while expansion makes you more vulnerable? These are going to be issues. You're going to see beginnings of those in episode 10 and in this tranche. That's also one of the major food groups that we'll be dealing with in the second season. Um, yeah, so he's just, <laughs> he's confirming all of our theories mm-hmm. and being like, yeah, this dude is, he's going to do whatever he needs to, to get it done. And it's going to be awful. <laughs> yeah, I really, and I, this is, this is why I love Andor, is that it's this big comparison of, the empire and what people have to be mm-hmm. in order to overthrow things. It's like there isn't. You have to be worse than your enemy. Yeah. Or you have to become your enemy to mm-hmm. overthrow them. You know, like there is this. That's what Philosopher Dude was mm-hmm. saying back in the Aldani episodes is like, uh, well, mercenaries, we need to use those because our, our enemies are going to be using those. So why shouldn't we do that as well? Apparently they are. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. It's just it's a great it's a great study in power mm. and what we must do to maintain balance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or even if that's even possible because mm-hmm. as we see with Luthen like he's trying to keep all these pieces these plates up in the air and he's not really he's he's doing it but not in the way he originally intended to like this I can't remember his name, but the Imperial spy dude is like, yeah, I've got a daughter now or a son. I've got a child now. And uh, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore, buddy. And he's like, well, too bad. I've got you in my pocket. There's nothing that's going to happen to make you not do this. Mm-hmm. But it's also at the same time, like hyping out, man, like, dude, you're epic. Dude, like so cool. Look at what you've done. Like, I need people like you. Otherwise, I'm going to go off the deep end forever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kind of gaslighting him, but it's fine. Yeah, straight up. (laughs) Uh, Luther knows what he's about. Oh, he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that he has a clear conscience doing it. No. He just knows what he has to do and does it. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes him the best Luther that there is. Like, that's why he's succeeding in these ways is because he can do the things that normal Mm -hmm. people wouldn't be able to just pull the trigger on. Yeah. But at the same time, he knows he's a damn man. You know, like he's like I. That's the best part. Yeah, is he he knows what's going to happen to him. Yeah, and I mean he's already done it. He's he's basically like, well, I've already done it. I can either stop and lose all that progress, lose the sacrifice. I'm I'm too far personally mm-hmm. to be able to come back from this. Yep. So here we are. We're just keep on going down the destruction train. <laughs> Live by the sword, I'll die by it. But while I'm getting there, uh, <laughs> yeah, take as many down with me as I can. Exactly. I mean, that's basically what he's doing. He's it's it's like, and it's a clear carryover to what Andor's doing because he's like, I will die trying to get escape from this place mm-hmm. instead of dying by their hands. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful um, 
storytelling there where yeah. we have these two similar basically the same storylines that are going on in these two locations by two very different people in two very different parts of their life. However, it puts the perspective of Mamathma in a really interesting light because so we've got Luthen here who seems to have done the most as far as burning on this like rebellion mm-hmm. and all this and like what's going taking it to the empire and beating them down and getting their money and whatnot. But it's not Luthen that we see later on. It's Mon Mothma that we see leading this whole thing. So it's kind of like, I wonder how necessary he is. I feel, I definitely think he is necessary for all of this to get started and for people to be like, I want to get behind whatever's going on there. Um, He's just the big bang. Yeah, I mean, and he, then he's showing it's going like, to be possible. Be like, we're gonna we're gonna organize you all and get you get you in the right direction. That's yeah, good. Uh huh. <laughs> well, they can. And the Pandora box has been opened. Uh, we can't do anything about putting them back in. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, if you join me, uh, <laughs> we can be a lot more organized and probably do this and a bit nicer. And we will kill when we have to, but <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he's he's just the he's the fire starter. He right. is the explosion. He's the attack on the empire that shows that they are vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That everyone needed because they would have just kept on like like Tony Garoy was saying. Like, you need to be able to make everything as uncomfortable as possible for people to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and once that's there, and it's happening for Mon Mothma too. Mm-hmm. Like he's putting Mon Mothma in such a horrible situation to where. She is close to the corruption of everyone else, but needs to make the ultimate sacrifice of her own daughter in terms of the Chandrila marrying thing. And it's, it's, let's hide your your transgressions, but you have to sacrifice your family, who doesn't really like you. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what to make of that, but I guess it's another topic for another day. Yeah. There's a lot there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot there. A lot. <laughs> a lot of emotional baggage on Mon Mothma's place right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mommy issues. Daddy issues for All sure. Of All issues. of the issues. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, very excited to see where it goes. I, I mean, it's just super crazy that we have only two episodes left. I know. It's, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> two episodes. Uh, and we'll probably get a two-parter or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something. I definitely hope they're connected. really long. They better be. I hope it's. So could, like, oh. I hope it's like a three-hour last episode. Yeah. I hope it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Do like Stranger Things season four finale where it's mm-hmm. two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> Full-out movie length. Do it. Uh, be great. Mm-hmm. But I think with that, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Star Wars Uplink. Greatly appreciate all of your support and uh, joining us on this episode of the podcast. Let us know your thoughts in the description below. Are you excited? What are your theories on Star Wars Acolyte? Where do you think this is going to go? Who is the Jedi Master, Padawan? Like, what what the heck's going on? How can you be a former Padawan Mm -hmm. without being like a Jedi Knight or... It is, I don't know. And where have we seen that before? Like, I feel like Ahsoka? that's... Ahsoka? No, I mean, kind of, but... I mean, she is a former Padawan. She is. I guess she's, like, the clearest. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, that, is that the only place that we've seen someone be a former Padawan? I think so. Just end up leaving the 
Jedi Order? Let us know your yeah, thoughts. I'd love, love to hear what any other what your thoughts are on that. instances, like in the books or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot there that we can dive deep into and theorize there. Um, but let us know your thoughts on that. What did you think of Luthen Rail's speech? I think it's just like I got goosebumps listening to it. Like it was crazy mm-hmm. just seeing that perspective and what he's willing to do for the rebellion. Yeah, good gravy. Uh, but let us know uh, in the comments below if you're watching this on our YouTube channel or contact at Uplink Podcast for contact at uplinkpodcast.com if you want to send us an email or at Star Wars Uplink, wherever you find podcasts, um, Twitter, Instagram, all the places. You can listen to the show wherever you find podcasts at um, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud, all the places that you want to listen to it. YouTube video with the video aspect and clips of what we're talking about if you want that. Hey, if you want to start the podcast on YouTube, finish it somewhere else or vice versa, that is definitely an option. But just make sure that you're subscribed for free wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're on YouTube, click the notification bell so you never miss an episode of Star Wars Uplink. As always, thanks for listening and may the Force be with you.